What up? This is your boy, Do Boy. Have on stage, yeah. And this is another installment of Started Off to the Back. Right, listen, right, right, listen, right, Jesus, what are you doing? Oh, 3D head. I know my head is big, like I'm well aware. I got to carry it around everywhere. My neck be tired. I can't do this. When people watch movies like this, I can't do that. I'll sprain my wrist. But Zoom, when I lean forward, that's a meaty noggin. Yeah, bruh, new nickname alert, headquarters. <laughs> so, yes, man, we over here. Let's get right into it, man. I, was, I just want to get straight into this because you text me this. But before we start, we have to give a shout-out to the Right Pack. They are, getting this con- they are getting this content early. Normally, they get to go live, but YouTube is having some issues. But they get content early. And for low as $5 a month, you can join the growing community. You get Patreon-only exclusive content like Slept On with me. Uh, Joshy, the Gandhi tapes, uh, the Love Hour After Dark, and a host of other things. We go live all the time. We'll be having fun. So go to KevOnStageStudios.com and join the community. I was trying to all right. those in different ways, but I just Now, you, you text this to me, so I want you to kind of hop in the driver's seat on this and kind of explain this to me. I Apparently, saw this tweet on journalism, Friends of Journalism on Twitter. This whole conversation was happening maybe a day or two ago. And it says the term Karen is being used as a sexist and racial slur. Considering this is an equivalent of the N-word for white women, should it be banned on twi- Twitter? If no, explain. What? 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 Wait. You remember where Karen came from? No. It came from, if I'm not mistaken, it came from that Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. uh, sketch with Chadwick Boseman. And it was like, who put raisins in the potato salad? Karen put raisins in the potato salad. I think that's where it came from. And then everybody was like, yeah, Karen. So then that just became like the slur for white women that couldn't cook? The quintessential term for, for white women. You know the white women we're talking about. Okay. All white women, but it's that white women that Karen makes sense for, right? Right, right, right. So, the, the, the woman that would put raisins in a potato salad. Exactly. And Got call it. the police on you for having a party too loud. And, you know, and do various things. If her name was Karen, you wouldn't be surprised. Right, right, got you. So, again, for white people watching, not all white people, but you know which white people. Right. right? Or at least we know uh, <laughs> white people. So, in, in peak white womanness, mm-hmm. playing the victim, is that available? It is now. That's a racial slur to me on the level of the N-word. It's oh, N-word. Everything, all roads lead back to the N-word. I swear it is just a fascination and people just, I feel like if we just let the word be said, that would end all debates about everything. If we let everybody just go ahead and say the N-word. This is this is ridiculous. This don't make, no, I don't feel like Karen is in any of the ballpark league, not even the same game as the N-word. No. The fact that no, shut up. Got a year, maybe. Bruh. It's never been discriminatory. It's never been, uh, I mean, come on. Come, come on. on. Discriminatory for Karen? No, shut up. Not at all. I can't buy into it at all. And I can't really imagine a scenario where white women are really sitting there mad. Like, he called me a Karen. Like, really? I want a white woman, a white woman to release an album called Karen's with Attitude. <laughs> you ain't never met a Karen like me. <laughs> I'm gonna be, be a Karen to the day that I die. Oh, hard made one to find me. Karen's in Paris. <laughs> Karen's in Paris. Karen's be in Paris. Karen's do be in Paris. That can work. What if that caught on? Do you think that that could catch on slang-wise like the N-word has? What do you mean? Where white women are rapping about it? and then like, we're, What up, Karen? Oh, Why he, Karen? He created Karen as a bad name, and now y'all, we're going to be Joe, Joe Exotic? Then what is this country going to when we can't say Karen? We created Karen. We're the ones that made the joke Karen. Now it's racial. <laughs> what no, do you mean? I see parents calling Karens each other Karen all the time. If they can do it, why can't we? 
that's just such a it's such an odd thing. And it, I like actually had to do the research on it to put the docket together. People were really up in arms about the whole Karen fiasco. Up in arms. I thought it was a joke at first. Like when I saw it on Twitter, I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, and then I was like looking, I was like, oh, oh, oh no, they're they're serious. So do you feel like now since people have made it a thing, is it disrespectful to call a white woman Karen now? Like if you're joking, if it's not her name? Well, the funny thing is, I don't if it is, I'm about to be harassing all the white women. I'll be like, what up, Karen? They'll be like, stop it. Shut up, Karen. <laughs> Can you imagine when we get to go back outside and somebody cuts you off and you're like, Karen? <laughs> Karen, go back Karen. to country, Karen. Go back to Europe, Karen. <laughs> oh, man. Bro. I, the funny thing is, I don't even think people were, like, using it in real life. I think people were only saying it online. You know what I mean? As, like, a... A joke. I didn't. I don't. I didn't see anybody getting beat up and being called a Karen. People be getting. My a name is Molly. <laughs> Stop Molly. Karen. This is. I understand the fact that it's even being compared to the N word is just stupid. The crazy thing is, white people made up the N word, and then we was like, "Y'all can't say that." And it was like, "We invented this. We us. How are you gonna take it from us?" We we were the first ones to said it. What you talking? What's it's our word. <laughs> we we called you that. I, that, I, is that, our thing. that is that is hilarious. They did create the word as an insult, gave it to us. We flip it, make it cool, and they say y'all can say it no more. Absolutely. I ain't mad at that. But now, man, I think that it's a. I, I think it's ridiculous. I don't think it's on the same level as a racial slur. And white women, calm down. Sorry, I was looking out the window. I saw somebody pull up. And then I realized it was just Postmates, and I was like, "Oh, it's you." I bet they are. They are. They are not in a drought because uh, of you. Oh, uh, the crazy thing is, bro, the restaurants available is way lower than normal. It's starting to. Did you hear that, that AMC might not open back the movie theaters? Wait, what? Let me tell you why this is sad. A lot of businesses might not come back. AMC was apparently in a whole bunch of debt, and Melissa sent me this article that said that they were already like in trouble uh, financially and this, this, this closure of them, you know, they might not open back up. And I was like, I have like 300 points. I've been saving. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like to save all my points and then go crazy. And what can you get for 300 points? You can get like $100 worth of snacks. And you might, you might have to leave all that up. And that's I, what, that's what crossed your mind when you found out AMC may never open again. That three hundred points. The first thought was like, I should have, I should have bought premium snacks. <laughs> I get the whole thing. Like I like to see the people's face when they're like, "Oh man, you got a lot of points. Would you like to use them?" And I'd be like, "I'm saving them for another time." And then I use them all and go back to zero. When you think about it, though, do you feel like movie theaters are going to be able to survive after it's all said and done? Let me tell you what I honestly think about. Because the DC Improv, I heard the DC Improv might not open back. And it's been around for a whole bunch of time. I got a show scheduled there. Uh, Liz, the food's here. <laughs> you going to make sure that somebody know about that food. <laughs> hey, it's here, though. You feel me? I you ain't hear no front door open. What you order? What you order anyway? I don't know. But let's order breakfast. <laughs> it was brisket hash browns. <laughs> but uh, here's the one thing that I can say for sure, right? Uh-huh. We will be looking at a different world. In a lot of ways. You talked about this a couple episodes in college. I think, like, for one, right, we used to do Zoom. We wanted to do Zoom for ASCA, right, which we do the full episodes on Patreon. And the audience is like, I don't like it. I don't like it. But now you have been, if you consume a lot of content, you've been used to seeing Zoom. So it might not be as uh, as uh, unfamiliar or unfamiliar, right? So we're about to move. I went to the UPS or the U-Haul. How is that going to work? When are you going to move? You're moving soon? Yeah, we're moving the next week or so. How does Uh, that work with social distancing? So what happens is the movers, they're all masked up, you know, masking gloves, and you don't get within six feet of them. Like, I'm going to come in the house. I mean, uh, hey, man, stuff's over there. (laughs) Right? So when I went to get the U-Haul, they had uh, the little debit pad. They had put an extension cord so it was six feet away from the person. 
Okay. Right. So stuff like uh, and also at the grocery store, we went one time, you know, the, the plexiglass they have at like the bank and like hood chicken shacks. They had uh-huh. that at the at the um, in front of the grocery store thing. Right. Oh, it's just different when you go outside now, man. It's a- yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of businesses that don't open back up in a variety of things. People are, you know, like would have been working one job before. And similar to September 11th, where a whole bunch of regulations and stuff. Happen. I think I think eventually we'll get back to normal as far as events go, but I don't think it'll be. How far out do you think? If you had to estimate, just your best betting man. Think about uh, about what specifically. Like live events, sporting events. Here's the thing. Once I feel like things will get to normal once a vaccine a vaccine happens, the peak goes down. Once we understand the disease. Then I feel like people will be like, all right, it, here's what you can do. You get a flu shot. You do, you know what I'm saying? Like measles, mumps, rubella, like uh, they all were pandemics. I was looking at this, this graph about pandemics in the history of Earth. Man. Death, the bubonic plague. Spanish <laughs> flu, bro. You can. No, 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 no. Spanish flu was nothing to the bubonic plague. Let when me... was that? This was this was back in the day. This is big, big death. Hold on. So, so I'm not the only person that's been going down rabbit holes on YouTube. Absolutely not. I think, <laughs> we, I think we we have the we have the benefit or not the benefit. We have the fear, and we have the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. Okay, so it says the Black Death killed 50 million people, and it was 25 to 60 percent of the European population. And what year was that? When when did that happen? This happened in 1988. That was in 88? No, no, there's no way I would have heard about that. Shut up, you idiot. I'm like, I didn't I know I'll be sleep, but I'll be that sleep. Jeez. <laughs> uh, when did it really happen? I think it, <laughs> in 1800. Hold on, let me find it. I think it was earlier than that. Where, why is, where's the date? <laughs> 88. I, uh, I, I was bro, here. Where? Hold on, though. I'm sorry. I think it was 13 something. Yeah, 1347 to 1353. Hey, that wasn't even that long. Six years. 50 mil? 50 mil. Box office. We out here. No, I wanted to. Oh, go ahead. What are you gonna say? Go ahead. I want to ask you a question. This is a total curveball. It was not on the docket or anything. But I want to take you back to a humble time, and maybe you can speak to current Doughboy and help. Humble time for you. When did you really make your first YouTube video? In in like when you started your. My old voice ain't cracking off like you. Listen, man. It takes a lot. What are you? Why do you, what are you expecting the first thing to be? I don't know, but listen, there is something definitely a lot more difficult about building your fan base. When you think something hot, he come up with a hot 40 views and you just sit there like, ah, <laughs> ah, ah. How did you keep How yourself? This is gonna happen to you. I, I have the, my, my, my ability to, to keep my eyes focused on goals, when they're not going the right way, it's difficult. So I'm just trying to find a way. What did you tell yourself when you do video? Uh, how to listen to women right now, eight years ago, has Go. eight eight thousand views. December twenty fourth, two thousand eleven, is the first YouTube video I ever posted. Now, mind you, that's- only has eight thousand. It has 8,000. And that 8,000 now is because people go back and say, oh, I want to see what his first videos were. That's not like... So that's when you, that's when you started your journey of daily videos and creating... Well, at that time, it was... I think I was going for uh, three a week, I believe. All right. My initial plan was just... Actually, my initial plan was just to make them. Then once I started, I was three a week. And then uh, it became eight... Or it became daily. So I guess my question that I'm asking, because we both know, like, I know how to do videos. I know how to go viral, whatever. What I'm asking you is, how do you stay mentally tough when that needle is not moving? Especially because you had some success. Go too far by Doughboy. Huh? 19 hours ago, 323 views. 
My Own Voice, Volume 1, 509. Father and daughter, listen, you, listen, Mike Todd, and you have the unfortunate issue. You have the same problem I have. When I started, the Playmakers videos, every video was getting a million views. So you know about what I'm dealing with right now. So you have Playmakers, but then you got your own thing. A million views on Playmakers, 72 views on Kev on stage. How How did you muscle through that? I, it was a couple things. Okay. One, the main reason I did the Kev on stage page is because I was like, I don't want to just only talk about church stuff. Like, I, I don't even do that in my stand-up. Like, there's so much more in the world to talk about it. And I don't want to only have to be able to be able to do videos when I meet up with Jay and Ant. Like, I want to be able to be like, oh, this is funny. This is trending, right? Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, though, this took yeah. You're still in Seattle at this time in 2012. In Seattle for the I didn't surpass the playmakers in in views any of that for for years. Let me see the playmakers. Let me just give you some some uh some This is this is the game I need, man, cuz this is I think it takes mentally tough, not even necessarily talent. You got to be uh, mentally tough to keep do, showing up. Absolutely. It takes mental toughness. Now, let me tell you what Playmakers were doing when I was making those videos with 72 views. Uh, 1.3 million views, 2.5 million views, 521,000 views, 119, 419, 45K. Then Zay mind you, three months into this, then Zay pops in. He got millions. He has 237 on on the Playmakers page. I had to delete the one off of my page that had millions, right? Uh-huh. Uh, let me see which other ones. Uh, Pray to See, 153. How to Work an Altar in a Black Church, 414. Now, mind you, this is before Facebook. Right, so this is before Facebook kicks off. This is just you guys finding a, a pocket and being successful. Yes, okay. this is us finding a pocket and being successful. And and um, and waiting, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was also watching. Like I just was like, "Well, I'm gonna keep on. I'm gonna keep on. I'm gonna keep on going. Keep on believing. Don't stop believing." <laughs> but the thing is, I wasn't committed to the views. I was committed to the process. This is what Mike Todd said uh, about weight loss. I can't apply it there, but I could apply it to videos. <laughs> My goal wasn't to get millions of views. I wasn't even like, I wasn't thinking like that. I was like, okay, let me get a video for Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm looking at the views. I'm, I'm recognizing first couple of months, they wouldn't even crack a hundred. And you still did it. I got so much respect for you for doing that. Cause it's hard. It is really hard for you too, because you get in your own head. It's a mess. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Two million. <laughs> Here's the other thing. Like, playmakers at that time, Facebook didn't have video, Instagram didn't have video, Twitter, literally, it was only YouTube, right? So that amount of views, viral wasn't like, for us, mm-hmm. nobody had gone viral in, in the church community about church topics like that ever. Right. Like, nobody had went that crazy. So seeing those numbers and then going back to my own page, when I flipped that over to my page, you know, it was like, <laughs> so I had to do that for years and I, I just was like, bro, I'm, I'm gonna keep So you just were committed to the process of however many people never going to happen if you stop. Okay. It'll never happen if you stop. To hear, bro, to hear got worded. There's 30,000. I just looked. He's killing it. And to hear started here's a little cliche, but it's it's really true for you. Where would you be if you finished the last time you stopped? Wow. I think about that with weight loss all the time. Yeah, one more time for the people in the back that didn't hear it. Where would you be if you finished the last time you stopped? Because you wanted to start your YouTube page a year ago and a year ago and (laughs) a year ago. and it's always start and stop. The same thing I do with weight loss. So it's not unusual to me. It's just the same thing happening. You're still going to have Righteous and Ratchet is going to have more views. Until you decide, I'm going to do my own voice and, to, and, and grow my audience, and I'm going to continue to do it no matter what the numbers are. So it's just about locking in and saying, I'm, I'm committed to the process 
not the results. Yes. And that's what a lot of things in life, because you get to the views, because you're going, bro, the Popeye's video on Kevin State Studios jumped up, right? And then the rest of those videos we posted right back to normal. It was like, <laughs> we got new subscribers. We got all that. But with everything, like, after a while, that that wanes. Like, you got to keep going and keep going and keep going. If you don't, you won't have you won't have the success you want. Thank you, Melissa's man. Doing the same thing. Melissa's building up her YouTube page. Like, and she got to do it in, the in you know, knowing I am who I am. And she's like, I'm committed to doing my videos. She got about 30,000 subscribers. We just did a um, husband does my makeup, you know, video with her, almost 40K. But then her home decor hall stuff, she's really into interior decorating and stuff. That has 8,000 views. And she's still, so then the love hour to hearing them got 70,000. And then she put up a home decor video that got 3,000. Then she put up a couple yoga challenges with me and her, which is super funny. You should check that out. Tony was telling me about that. 13,000. But you got to do what you so like. just Consistency and consi you will find your audience. People who want to hear you talk, the, the biggest Doughboy fans will be like, "Oh man, here's my own voice. I don't have to listen to Kev." Because there's people who want to listen to you and not me. Like Kev be interrupting <laughs> Doughboy too much. You know how many people have been saying that? I'm like, man, I really be interrupting. I need to shut my fat mouth. But Zoom makes it a little harder because you can't fill the room. Like it was already an issue for me, but Zoom makes it even harder because you can't tell when somebody's about to talk. But I think it makes I think it makes you more cognizant of what's going on though, because you're like waiting. Yeah, yeah. So, Thank you for giving me that game, man. I needed that because I, you're right. I do get in my head. I'm very, very sensitive, and you're right. Like I saw, I, I, I'll I'll never know if I don't stop. There I go. There I go. No, that's me. That was you. You. That was that was me interrupting you. <laughs> I was just saying. I saw you posted my own voice on your on your uh, Instagram. I was like, oh, there he goes. But then I didn't know you saw the views and was like, never mind. Well, no, it's just because then also I like, like I'll put up a video talking about I almost relapsed. 25,000 views, 400 comments. Great. All right. Now let me tell you about this funny thing I thought about. 13 views, negative six comments. How do I get negative six? People wrote things and then erased them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just trying to find a balance because I do know that I like to talk and I like to do music. But I also like to, you know, do numbers. So that was really encouraging with what you, you said. You got to be addicted to the process and not the result. Same thing with weight loss. You want to get to 225. I know you've been working hard. You're, you know, you're closing in. But, well, actually, you were weighing yourself every day. Yeah, I'm staying. But, but, but you also were eating right, working out. Like, you were accountable to every part of the process. You weren't like. Yeah, the world wasn't shut down. I could go to the gym. Now it's like, I got to uh, eat cake. <laughs> What else am I supposed to do? My, my, my workouts, I just can't get the same intensity without the gym. And the trail was even harder than the gym. Then they closed that. So I'd be walking. Well, it's just not the same. What were you saying? Huh? What, what hey, were you so saying? We, got a, we got a couple other things on here that we can do. We, we still have some time. What do you think? Let's, I'm going to just call the audible. Which one did you feel stronger about? The black movie battle? The quarantine? We still got Tracy Morgan. People are coming for him on Twitter. Oh, the black movie battle. Black movie battle seemed really fun. That was that was 16 movies, right? 16 movies. The sweet 16 of black movies. Yeah, let's do that. Send me the image. You can you touch it to me? It's in the uh it's in the docket. Oh, okay. This could be fun. Oh, you didn't you emailed me the docket. I forgot. All right, let's pull it up. Here we I also want to after that I want to talk about Waka Clock, Waka Flocka claiming that cheating on his wife made her a better person. Made her a better person? Okay. <laughs> Black movie battle. We'll start to, we'll stop tart. Stop tart. Start. What is going on to here? Get out of here. <laughs> start top left. Make okay. sure to email this to Josh so he can put it in too. Okay. Hold on one second. All right. Top left, number one seed versus number and I'm going to tell you, I haven't even seen, I haven't looked in detail. I'm going to do the movies I like, not what the culture says I should pick. So feel how you feel. I'm going to do the movies I love. And if you don't like it, eat warm potato salad. All right. Top left is do the right thing versus the five heartbeats. And luckily I just recently saw, no, no, no I seen do the right thing. I, I just recently saw a school day. My bad. I seen do the right thing a long time. Ago. Okay. Okay. Um, this was pretty easy for me. All right. I would never get away, get rid of five heartbeats 
for Do the Right Thing. I like Do the Right Thing. I think it was a socially conscious movie. Um, it was pretty woke. I liked it. It wasn't a bad film. It definitely was a great black film, but Five Heartbeats, I mean, come on. I'm with you there. No contest. Five Heartbeats because a heart is just a house. Everybody sang like O.A. Oh, Kane. No contest. <laughs> I like Do the Right Thing. I, I think that's actually one of my favorite Spike movies, especially from his uh, Spike Lee joint early, early era. It's amazing. But Five Heartbeats, I have seen a gazillion times. Okay, so next we have Heart of Night and Dead Presidents. Okay, so we're doing the whole left side first? Oh, well, how do you want to do it? I'm saying, did you want to go and then go do the one and eight one on the other side too? Oh, I guess we can do that. Okay. All right, uh, so. So that'll be the Wiz versus Love Jones? Yeah, hold on a second. Yes, the Wiz versus Love Jones. Um, the Wiz was fire. The Wiz had Michael Jackson in it, correct? Yeah. Get on down, get on down the road. He's on down. He's on down. You know what I mean. Um, but oh, also, Michael... That's a great value version of, of the Wiz. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, outside, I mean, was it really a great movie, though? Outside of the Michael Jackson... The Wiz? Yeah. Was it great? Was The Wiz a great movie? I don't remember it being great. Yes. Yes, you do. Go but back. I do remember Go Love Jones. The recesses of your mind. Move over the honey buns, the ho-hos, the ding-dongs. Move all that out of your mind. <laughs> Go back to the first time. The Wiz is fantastic. It, it is great. It was a great, but I think the best part about the movie was Michael Jackson, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but he's the lead. He's in there a lot. He, he wasn't a cameo. He, 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 but Love Jones was lit. I, 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 he's, the, uh, he's in there a lot, bro. He's a scarecrow. But, I mean, Love Jones was fire. You had a young Lorenz Tate, a young Nia Long in their bag. The music was fire. This was around the time that Neo Soul really booming, a time that I feel like gets forgotten a lot of the time back in the day. So the music, I got to go Love Jones. You know what's funny about that? I'm a, Whoa, you're going Love Jones on the Wiz? Mm -hmm. Bill Bellamy. I, I love Bill Bellamy, but, man, in that movie, whoo! He was hard to like. <laughs> he was hard to like. Uh, I'm going with uh, I'm going with the Wiz. I, I thoroughly enjoy the Wiz. It's amazing. Uh, no no qualms here for me. The Wiz. All right. Bottom of the five more beats. I'm writing these down so I remember. And then um, Love Jones. All right. Okay. And you kept you kept the Wiz. Can you put it on your phone? It makes that clearly click. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I kept the Wiz. So you you're going with, you went with the Wiz. Okay, cool. All right. So Minister Society and the Best Man. Ooh. That's tough. I like these for different reasons. Uh Minister Society is one of the best hood classic movies ever. Also has Lorenz Tate in it. Is Lorenz Tate slept on? I feel like he's underrated. I don't, I don't feel like he's he's properly appreciated for how good and how versatile he is. I mean, even his first two movies, he went, he did two total opposites. He did um, Menace to Society, and then he did Inkwell. Two totally different characters. Yeah, he's he, his one of my favorite roles from him is when he was Frankie Lyman. I like him as Frankie Lyman too. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna take the best man. I, I just enjoy the best man uh, a little more. Really. Yeah, I like hood classic movies, but Menace to Society is a classic. It's not one of my personal favorite hood classic movies. Okay, hold on a second. I recognize its legitimacy, but I don't have a lot of rewatch for Menace to Society. I watch Boys in the Hood, Paid in Full, New Jack City. Uh, uh, Friday's considered a, um, a hood classic. Even I got the hookup, which I still consider a classic. Juice. So I mean, but then you—if if you're bringing rewatchability into it, I think because I don't know if Miss Society has a ton of rewatchability to it, but it's a, a standalone great movie. Like I don't it's one of the greatest good movies. But I, I think my whole approach to this is if you put these two movies in front of me right now, which one would I more likely go watch? And I would turn on the Best Man before I would watch Miss Society. 
I think I would too. I, I go best man. Yeah. All right. So okay. bottom right, boys in the hood are waiting to exhale. This is the exact opposite. I freaking love waiting to exhale. But Boys in the Hood was the first hood classic that I ever watched. Hood movie. It had I I thought that more I was young. I thought Morris Chestnut died for real. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> I I remember watching this somehow at my Aunt Sadie's house. She used to let me watch anything. And then he was on the Tonight Show like the next time I was at her house, and I I probably turned gray. Also, <laughs> I I wasn't gonna say this out loud. Okay. And I didn't know we were going to talk about this today. Uh-oh. Duvall posted that his boy didn't realize Doughboy died in that movie. Neither did I. How I, did you not know? It was in, was it in the post credit scene? Yes, he disappeared. I missed. He got gunned down two weeks later. When I tell you, when I was a kid, I must have turned it off before that, and I never remember watching. You went, you went thirty years thinking that Doughboy survived. I didn't necessarily think he survived. I just didn't know he died in the movie. I knew he didn't have a long life in the hood. Something was eventually going to happen to him, but I did not realize my man died in that movie. I was like, hmm. Well, he didn't. Well, I guess technically he didn't die in the movie. They just said it. They said it in the post-credit scene. Yes, yeah, so I, I just, I must have turned it off as soon as the people went away. I was like, Bip. every time though, I just. You are, you are a nerd <laughs> for I, that. Another Anita Baker thing either. I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna make no yeah. video about this. So I, I need you to know that Doughboy absolutely got killed. But yeah, for the same reason that you're saying, like I love, this was actually tough though, because I got a lot of love for Whitney Houston. I felt like Whitney Houston, as an actress, she didn't get enough. She's great. She was really great. great. Do you remember her in The Bodyguard? She was great in The Bodyguard. I never saw that. Shut up. So, <laughs> so I, I loved I loved Waiting to Exhale, but the influence that Boys in the Hood had on my life, you know what I'm saying? Like me saying that I was the young, fat Doughboy and naming myself Doughboy, Ice Cube being one of my favorite rappers, John Singleton is, yeah, so Boys in the Hood. That tell is really good, though, man. When Angela Bassett threw that, uh, the match on the car, amazing. Angela Bassett was in a lot of, I, Angela Bassett doesn't get enough respect does for what she does. not get enough respect. She's been doing this. <laughs> Tina Turner, from Tina Turner to Black Panther's mom and everything in between. Boys in the, she was in Boys in the Hood. She's in everything she's uh she's uh uh katherine jackson in uh jackson five america america dream oh, yeah which is one of my favorite scenes you a liar and you a cheat and i don't want you i don't want you i don't want you no to really be in that bag we don't i feel like we recognize her greatness but i don't feel like the world talks about her enough and i that's it if i were to run for president my number one thing would be to give Angela Bassett the respect she deserves. Angela Bassett Day? <laughs> Day in America. Like, what about the economy? What about people not giving Angela Bassett enough credit? What about- She's a national treasure. She's a national treasure. We need Angela Bassett week, a week of acknowledging her greatness like spring break for adults. We <laughs> Matter of fact, I'll make Essence, Essence Festival week will be Angela Bassett week, all the black old people who, who love and respect Angela Bassett, y'all get the week off from work if you go to New Orleans. With all of that, shouts to Angela Bassett, friend of the podcast. All right, who we got next? All right, so now we're top uh, mid left. We got Harlem Knights versus Dead Presidents. Chris Tucker showed me, this might have been one of Chris Tucker's best performances for me. That was Larissa Tate. Larissa Tate has been in some stuff. Lorenz Tate gets another week. It's my other campaign tenant. Angela Bassett are not respected enough. So Dead Presidents, Harlem Nights. But see, Harlem Nights might be one of the funniest movies ever, even though you just seen it six months ago. Why you had to bring that up, man? Because. Give me your black card, man. My Harlem Nights hat. <laughs> so, like I said, like if you put both of those movies in front of me, 
I'm taking Harlem Nights. Like, and I love Dead Presidents. Classic, bro. Love this. I think Dead Presidents was dope for a lot of reasons. I love the 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 shootout scenes and the drama in it and all the stuff going on. But Harlem Nights is just Harlem Nights. What you talking? Shut up. All right, what, what you, you even talking? All right, so now we got New Jack City versus Coming to America. This ain't even nothing for me. I don't have to think about this for one second. Coming to America, I mean, don't even at me. But Just, New Jackson, I mean, I'm going to pick Coming to America, too, clearly. But we have to give an honorable mention to Alan Payne, who killed it in New Jack City and in Jason's Lyric. Yeah, Jason's Lyric really helped me out through puberty. That that one scene, oh, oh. the necklace, I was like, I like, I like everything. I like it. I like but what my body's doing. I like the way I like. I like the way you look at me. I like. I I didn't know. I don't know why my parents let me at home, but I turned on Jason's lyric, and that scene came on. I was like, mm-hmm. I like. They think it really still. But New Jack City, though, New Jack City introduced us to Ice T as an actor as well. Gave you the worst line in movie history. I want to shoot you so hard. My is hard. Like whoa, whoa! So bad. I want to shoot you so bad. I want to shoot you so bad. I'm aroused. Why, sir? Even at the time, I was like, whoa, Mr. T, relax. (laughs) The (laughs) breath. Then we got a Chris Rock as a crackhead in that movie. Chris Rock? Oh, Chris Rock. Chris Rock. I was thinking Chris Tucker. I was like, I don't remember him being in. That's Pookie. 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 Remember when he called girl to prom fiend? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, coming to America for sure. He was a crackhead. He was a crackhead hard in that yeah, movie. Now we got uh now we got Malcolm X versus Friday. This is this is a no-brainer for me. Um Friday. And that's all I'm gonna say about it. <laughs> Friday. I mean Malcolm X is cool. But the inherent problem I have is that it was entirely too long. It I don't was agree three and a half, It was three and a half hours, bro. I know. I, it needed to be long, though. No. For you to get the whole from Detroit Red to Malcolm X, the honor of Elijah Muhammad teaches you and I, get your hand out of my pocket. In these days, I think it would have been a fire limited series on Netflix. Like, Eight episodes, get it all out. I think that'd be lit. But in a movie, it was just too much. I it was overlooked. It was long. It was long. It was long, but I don't... It was long and good and needed to be long, as opposed to The Irishman, which was just long. Like, bro, enough. No, the movie was about Jimmy Hoffa, who doesn't enter the movie till like an hour and a half in. Like, fam. There's just Enough. Yeah, bye. Let me ask you this, and hopefully I won't get canceled for even asking this thought. But this is a theory that I've always had. How do you think, now I know that Denzel bodied the Malcolm X performance, but what do you think, what do you think had Lawrence Fishburne been cast as Malcolm X? Do you think he could have carried it? I personally think he could have. I I wouldn't be surprised about that. Lawrence Fishburne's amazing. I I just he, uh... Obviously, whenever you cast an actor, Will Smith said this, I think, you get a different movie. Like, he was like, The Matrix might not have been as successful with me as, <clears throat> as Neo, as Keanu Reeves. Like, you know, you, you know, that actor is playing to their strengths. If you saw Malcolm X with, with Lawrence Fishburne and, you, and that's all you knew, I don't know that you'd be like, man, this is, you know. Like, I, just, I just always thought, I, said, I just always think back in my mind, like, I think Lawrence Fishburne would have done a good job in this, too. Yeah, Lawrence can get uh, down. Get down with yeah. the get down. Okay, so we got we got our top A. So now we are. Oh wait, no, we're not. Wait, no, no, no. We didn't even pick it. So I love the movie Malcolm X. I think it was socially responsible. I think it was dope. I think it taught us a lot. It was just entirely too long. Friday, just because of the sheer impact it had on pop culture, all the sayings you got knocked TF out. Um, you know the smoky stuff. Like it's just too many things to quote it was i'm taking long. friday too no i love malcolm x but against Fr- friday i'm taking that all right so now we got the color purple which you just saw last week and boomerang the color purple boomerang 
side note, Color Purple, now I didn't like trash it in the in the review because I didn't think it was a bad movie. It, it was a pretty on, tragic. The Patreon people have seen uh slept on Color Purple with Doughboy. Okay. It was but a- yeah, I I just I, I don't know. Like it wasn't I'm not rushing to go watch that film again. Oh, I don't blame you. I- it's just it was pretty dark. <laughs> you know, when you really think about it. Super yeah. dark. It was Super dark. dark. Kicking. Yes. It was five and the leg. So it was why it was a great movie. I'm just not rushing to watch it again. Boomerang, I have a theory about. I believe that was one of the most dopest movies around. And they was like all black leads. I remember seeing a, a, an interview with Eddie Murphy. They were like, you know, why didn't you have any white people in the movie? He was just like, this, you know, he's got black. I, it was just, he was just basically saying, like, why does it have to be a black movie just because it didn't have, you know, any white leads? So I felt that movie gave us a young Chris Rock, a young Martin Lawrence, and Eddie Murphy when he was at the epitome of being in his bag. So, Boomerang. Okay, I'm taking Boomerang. I mean, I'm, I'm taking Color Purple. Really? Why? There's so many quotables. I've seen it so many times. It's such a culturally significant movie. It has Till You Do Right. But you enjoy it as a film, though. Because you said if they put two movies in front of you, I would watch you're going to watch Boomerang. Really? Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the, um, because I've seen it so many times, I feel like a lot of the, the seriousness of it isn't there as much. Like, you told Harpo to beat me, it doesn't hit like the first time I saw it. It's like, oh, Miss Sophia finna go to jail, which leads me to the very end of the movie when Miss Sophia home now, when the, you know, she slams the knife. It's, not, it's like Baby Boy. I don't see Baby Boy as a drama anymore. It's, it's like, I, I have so many favorite parts that I'm like, like when Jody smacked Yvette and then proceeded to. <laughs> the first time that was like, yo, this is insane. Now it's like, this is, this is ridiculous. This is just. Yeah, like, you know, he was never going to hit me, Jody. Like, Taraji's <laughs> performance is so, and like, Omar Gooding trying to be hard is just hilarious. He was out, he was on Wild and Crazy Kids. Oh, bro. Would <laughs> you say it like that? You think I want to be home playing Madden with my girl gone? He's not buying it, Omar. You're just a sweetheart. You're a teddy. You didn't buy Omar in, in, in Baby Boy? When he put the kid with the belt? No. Come when Dean Reigns chokes Ty- Tyrese and then smacks his head, hilarious. Hilarious. Well, that's crazy that you say that. <laughs> Bro, I'm laughing now. I, I wasn't laughing early on, but now it is hilarious. Maybe I just need to see Color Purple more because on the first view, it's like, what? What? Are, well, the thing is, I don't think that can happen for you because I've seen the Color Purple probably like a hundred times. It, been, it was on TV all the time growing up. So it's just like you grew up with it. Like Jackson 5 American Dream, like that movie was just on TV all the time. Right. So I don't remember if Color Purple was on TV or people just w- or were watching it where I was. But I've seen it so many times, it doesn't, it's not as intense as it was early on. I got you. Okay, right, so now we are. We're on to the next round, I believe. Yes. yes. So now we got to go. Oh, this five heartbeats against remember, Love Jones? I remember mine, because I, I can't remember yours. Okay. okay, I got five heartbeats versus Love Jones now. No, no, no. You got five heartbeats versus Heart of Nights. Oh, because I go on the other side. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You go down. The one on the left side is going to meet the one on the right side. Okay, so five heartbeats versus Harlem Knights. Harlem Knights is funny, though, man. I mean, five heartbeats is good, but five heart that's five heartbeats, bro. All right, I'm taking five heartbeats. I'm taking five heartbeats, too. I, I just... I've seen him so many times. I just, there's so many great parts. Robert Townsend is great. They're messing up my music, man. They're messing up my music. Uh, so hard, I'm not, I'm sorry, five heartbeats. So uh, now I got Color Purple versus The Best Man. I'm taking the Color Purple. All right, hold on. You got Color Purple versus Best Man? Yep. How did you get to that? Oh, okay, I got you, okay. And I got Boomerang versus 
Best man as well. Okay, Boomerang versus best man. Okay. Boomerang versus best man. I'm taking best man. Not a bad choice. So now I got the win versus coming to America. I'm taking you coming got who? the Wiz versus coming to America. I'm taking coming to America. Coming to America is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's Dumb and Dumber and Coming to America are are two of my favorite uh, comedies. Um, I've literally quoted that movie. I can't even count how many times. And I got coming to I got coming to America and Love Jones. I mean, come on. Yeah, I love Love Jones, but okay. Okay, so now I got Friday and Boys in the Hood. I'm taking Friday. Ooh. I'm taking Friday. Friday. Over- yeah, they, they both have Ice Cube. Both have Ice Cube. Uh, but I mean, Boys in the Hood, man. Come on, come on, man. Okay, so then I got Friday versus Boys in the Hood too. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm taking Friday. All right, I love Boys in the Hood. So now we're down to the to the final four. Yes. So did we go what five heartbeats? Best man coming to America Friday is that the the brackets? No, no, still the left side. So mine would be the five heartbeats versus the colored purple. And, and mine would be five heartbeats versus the best man. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then mine's coming. Okay. All right, so five heartbeats and best man. <sighs> Go on five heartbeats. I'm going five heartbeats over the color purple. That's okay. really interesting. That I, I mean, I, I really like Five Heartbeats. I don't know that I would have thought if you just gave me 16 black. I did not think it was going to make it all the way here. But, and coming to America and Friday, that is by far the hardest question I've ever heard in my life. I don't know how to get out of that. You got the same thing, right? Um, yeah, coming to America and Friday. How do you pick that, bro? I'm going to go with coming to America. It's actually not really hard for me. Over Friday? Coming to America is a funnier movie than Friday. Is it? Absolutely, bro. The problem with Coming to America, the only problem is the last 15 years is just like, I don't care anymore. But everything before that, I mean, the barbershop, the talent show, uh, Sam Jackson, the uh, Arsenio Hall making it seem like he was the rich one, like, I mean, when you think of garbage, think about King. I mean, yo, everything about it. Ah, ah, like uh, oh, Eddie was in that. He was in his character bag too. Multiple, even small things like when he was renting the apartment and the homeless dude fell down the street. He was like, or the the I think it was drunk dude, and 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 uh, uh, the dude was like, you rich dude, mother. And don't be playing, don't be playing that falling down the, the stairs. You conscious. Bruh, was that, was that Delroy Lindell? Delroy Lindell, no, I think that's Faison, something Faison. That was one of the funniest. Uh, he's the dude from uh, Undercover Brother. What's his name? Get me Undercover Brother. Terrible movie, but I love I it. Have a, I, have a, I have a shocker here, though. Yeah, Silk the Shocker? That's what's called I love. Hold on, hold on. Shy Mc, what is it? Shy McBride? Hold on, though. I, 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 I need to know what it was. That's not Shy McBride. No, it's Frankie Faison, ain't it? Hold on, though. I, I'm gonna go crazy if I don't figure out who this is. He was the he was the dude in the wire. He was the chief in the wire. What is his name? You sure it's not Delroy Lindell? Definitely not Delroy Lindell, but I can see how you said that. He favors him. Oh my gosh. Just look up Coming to America on IMDb. But he's going to be way down on it. Oh, yeah. If he's even, all right, let me see. Coming to America. Did you just Google landlord and coming to America? I should have done that. I'll look it up. Hold on one second. Because that scene was so small. It's Frankie Faison. 
Frankie Faison. I knew it was Faison something. I kept saying Faison Love, but I said that not Why did you just Google the landlord? I don't know why that did not click as somebody. Of course, somebody else has asked that question. <laughs> Faison. But that okay. scene. Uh, Louis Anderson. Yeah, Louis Anderson in there. Oh, my God. Louis Anderson. Rising up the rank. And that's where the big bucks start rolling in. That's what I've said that line so many times. Look, I, I, I love coming to America, and as a film, it can do no wrong. But the overall impact that Friday had on my life, it Friday is a movie I can watch. If you told me right now you only can watch one movie while, while you're stuck in quarantine and it's Friday, I'd be like, all right. Like, there's just not much about it I don't yeah, No, I, like. I, was, I don't disagree. There's no... I love coming to America. That's a very difficult decision, but... Well, Friday's no skips. There's no part of the movie of the first Friday where I'm like, all right, here comes this part. Like, even the resolution was was adequately timed. I think the last part of coming to America that I like is when she, when he's on the train and, and she's like, if you're really a prince, I'll marry you. That's like the last thing, but... <laughs> There's so many parts. Are you, let me ask you this. Are you even remotely close to being excited about Coming to America Part 2? No. I feel like they shouldn't have touched it, and I'm, I'm, I, I kind of don't want to watch it, but I will I, just to I, be a bit. how I feel about Dumb and Dumber Part 2. The first one was so good, I'm just like, man, no. Nah, leave it. Leave it alone! All right, so now we're down to the final dance, baby boy. I got the five got... heartbeats versus coming to America, and you got Friday versus five heartbeats. What you mean, easy? Who you been? The five heartbeats is a dark horse at an eight seed. It made it all the way to the national championship. This is it's the Wichita State of the Cinderella, the diaper dandy of the black movie battle. It now, wasn't going to be here. I love five heartbeats. Great movie, great acting, great writing, great music, great singing. But I feel like Friday is the Teflon Don of movies. Greatest it, black movie ever? It is. I would have never thought looking at that list I would have picked Friday. But at a seven seed. Seventh seeded Friday. Have, what you have is what the movie meant to you. Right. And that's how movies are. Like, that Doughboy, uh, the Doughboy part in Boys in the Hood make you start loving Ice Cube, which means when you see him in Friday, you're like, oh, I love him because he's me, I'm Doughboy. But now Doughboy, he's Craig now, but I still know you as Doughboy. You just cut your hair. And, you're the you know, and I remember with Friday, it not being a cult classic like that right out of the gate. I remember stumbling onto it before everybody had, and I remember just watching it with zero expectations and laughing Really? Than I ever had. Yeah. It wasn't like a big theatrical release and all oh, of that. I definitely didn't see it in theater. I definitely watched it on, on VC, VCR. Mm -hmm. I remember that for sure. I mean, we were too young to go to rated R movies, and my parents was not going to uh, let us see that. So I, 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 I definitely saw it on VCR, VCR. So I got Friday for my greatest black movie ever. What you got, man? I got Coming to America. Over the, over the Cinco Heartbeats? Let me tell you why. Okay, hold on. This, this, this alone, Doughboy. This is, this is, this is the reason, though. Sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. 
Play so beautiful, don't you agree? I believe the children are. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense. Make it easier. Some of the good stuff, right? Let the children rain. Enjoy, young man. Dude, the dropping of the mic, Joe. That makes me want to change my my thing, but I'm gonna stand strong with Friday. But that's a great movie. Do you think you ever laughed as hard in Friday as you laughed in Coming to America? No, and and I've watched Coming to America over and over and laughed because Eddie Murphy is just Joe when he told him. He met Martin Luther King, and Martin Luther King punched him in the stomach? Right. And that was Eddie. He said, well, I thought you were somebody else. And that was Eddie with Arsenio. Side note, whatever happened to Arsenio, I always thought Arsenio had so much promise. Doe, Arsenio. What is the urban legend about Arsenio? We, I need more answers. <laughs> I, there must be an urban legend about Why this. do you always think there's an urban legend? I felt like he was poised for greatness. Hey, speaking of Arsenio, the funniest thing in Harlem Nights. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry. Josh, fix that. Get it. With his own, with his hat. Don't shoot it Bro. no more. <laughs> Bro, me and Melissa. Why he pull up and say, quick? <laughs> Yo, our studio is hilarious, bruh. Shout out our studio. Man, you know what? So, is there anybody, is there any better comedic actor than Eddie Murphy? You know, I'll tell you what hurts him. I think I think what hurts him is he had so many bad movies. Like when he was getting cashed out, like Meet Dave and but and he had more Pluto <laughs> Nash. But who who whose resume holds up to Eddie Murphy's with comedies on the funny like movies? Funny. He might be the greatest. He I can't think of anybody who's made. More funny, and bro, even his his voice work in Shrek, in Mulan, 
Bro, he was so funny as Donkey. Come on, bro. Donkey. Bro, he PJs. You forget about the PJs. I didn't. I love the PJs. P, I feel like the PJs is slept on. People do not talk about it as, as much, but PJs, projects. I watched every episode of the PJs. Nutty but, Professor. Nutty Professor as 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 um Beverly Hills Cop, 48 hours. Boomer. No, there is no life. 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 No, Dolomite. Life. Walmart <laughs> wasn't a comedy like that. He, even though he, the funny line me and Doe always say to each other is when they was when they was making the movie, and they was running out of money. He was paying for everything. How you order extra side of calories at a time like this? <laughs> it was so authentic, bro. Jimmy Early. He wasn't even trying to be funny as Jimmy Early. Right. But his role in Jimmy Early, I still think he should have won an Oscar for that. And it, it, there's something about when you see him. In any of his work, it all seems so effortless. It's he it seems like, like he's Ray just be. what he's like what Teddy Ray could be in movies. Like he's never seems like he's trying to be funny. He just is funny. Even his his comedians and cars getting coffee episode, right. bro. When he said that joke about homeless people, do you do you think homeless people get mad at people people who go camping? Like, oh y'all think this is gay? We are. <laughs> We really about this. Like, I thought that was so fun. I'm actually really looking forward to his stand-up special. I think he's going to have... Uh, this was supposed to be the year that it happened, and then Rona happened. That big Rona. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man, because he's just... He's been, he's been super funny my whole entire life. Always. And so I, I couldn't... With, with him, there's nobody you can even put in the same conversation. And he's I been doing it... Will Ferrell? He's been doing it since the 70s. That's the thing that people don't get. He's, he oh, was on sorry. Saturday Night Live in the 70s. Like, bro, we're in... I was in the 80s. No, that was like the, the late 70s. No, I think it was the early 80s. Oh, he... Look it up. I'm looking it up. I'm pretty he sure. He dropped Delirious in 82. I'm, and I think Saturday Night Live was after that. No, it was before that. No. Let's see. Just before that. First movie is for, I would tell you. <laughs> His first IMDB credit. Uh, this must be film. His first IMDB DB credit on IMDB is 48 hours in 1982. Really? Yeah. Let me see. Oh, sorry. He wasn't in there in the 70s. Where's Saturday Night Live, though? That's not, I'm not seeing it. I'm pretty sure he wasn't in Saturday Night Live in the 70s. I'm pretty sure it was the 80s. But I don't see Raw. Hold on. Eddie Murphy. Hold on, let's see. Eddie Murphy, when were you in? Call him, though. 1981. They say 81. 81. Told you. Okay, I was off by two years. Shut up. You were born in the 70s, so you wanted to claim him. I was born in 79, but that's crazy. He's been dominant like Bro. that for so many years. Did he have a good movie in the, the 2010s, though? He had a good funny movie in a minute. Hold up. What do you think the last funny movie he did was? Um, some people like Norbit. I did. Did you see Mr. Church? No. Nah, he didn't have none in the 2010s. What was his last funny movie? The last funny one that I've seen was Norbit. That wasn't funny. No, I had some funny part. He asked her, did you have bottoms on? That was funny to me. You had bottoms on? What was the last unequivocally good Eddie Murphy movie? That was funny. Are you counting Shrek 2? No, that I want to see his face in, like that he was in. Ooh. So that thousand, means, words, thousand words wasn't that wasn't that fire. Which one? A thousand words. Nah, nah. You know Brian Robbins directed that. He's the one who who put Jay Z and George on awesomeness. Mm. Doctor Drew Little. Doctor Drew Little too. I don't remember that. It's great. Shrek was in two thousand one. Nutty Professor two. I like. I like Nutty Professor two. But probably the, if you call unequivocally funny, everybody will art. Nobody will dispute. Probably Nutty Professor in 1996. 
or Doctor Doolittle in nineteen ninety eight. Actually, no, this is it. Life, nineteen ninety nine. So ninety nine. So from eighty one to ninety nine. Did you love Bowfinger? All right, me neither. Nineteen ninety nine. I liked it, but it wasn't. I wouldn't say. We had a hot twenty years. It been twenty years, but the twenty before that, eighty to ninety nine. Eighty to ninety nine. He was the goat. Which is a long time. Right. To do stand-up TV and movies, nobody's done it like that. Right. So shout out to him, man. Friend of the podcast. All right, man. This has been another on this podcast, and it, and we're gonna look back at the days when we used to just say that, and, 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 and we're gonna be on here, and we're gonna be like, man, we for real. We out here, man. This has been a great episode, man. Thank you for the game that you gave me. And I'm gonna keep. I'm posting a video today. Final voice. Do your thing, bro. Don't yeah. give up. I will, man. I'm gonna keep it going. Shout out to the Right Packs. Shout out to everybody that's been watching. Like the video, share the video, subscribe, all that good stuff. I have been Doughboy. I've been Captain Fredericks. Peace. Peace.